to our Maundy Thursday service. This evening is a, a reflection on Jesus' last few days before he's taken to the cross and he rises for us. And so it's the start of our Easter story. It's part one of our Easter story. And our focus is on service Jesus style. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. We thank you that as we celebrate Easter and reflect upon, upon what Jesus has done, that we're reminded of how gracious and loving you are. Pour down your Holy Spirit on us. Open up our hearts and minds to know from you how much you love us and what it looks like for us to live on this earth now, but also to live with you in eternity. Because Jesus came into this world to suffer and die and rise for us. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Not quite sure what you think good service looks like. Maybe you've given a review on a place like TripAdvisor or a, a, a restaurant review of a place. Good service is something we all like. And at the moment with the coronavirus, we've got a number of people who are serving us well, who are going out of their way to serve us, haven't we? We've got people like doctors and nurses and hospital staff who are putting their life on the line a little bit to serve us. We even have supermarket staff who are serving us, um, risking that they may contract the coronavirus as they do. They are taking precautions, of course, but they are out there serving us. What does good service look like for you? When you think of good service, what are the things you think of? Well, in today's reading from John, we see that Jesus shows us what the ultimate service begins to look like and what sort of attitude we need to have if we're going to serve people well. And that's why we're focusing this evening on service Jesus style. You see, Jesus' service begins with he serves us out of love. John chapter 13 and the second half part of verse 1 says, Having loved his own who are in the world, he loved them to the end. Jesus' service to his original disciples on this night when the disciples had gathered for this holy meal, this last supper, Jesus served them out of love. He served them because he loves them. And the same is true for us. Jesus serves us because he loves us. John chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 reminds us of that. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but to save the world. And so, as we think about what Jesus has done for us, as we think about this Easter story unfolding, Behind everything that God has done for us is his love for us. His love for you and his love for me and his love for our neighbours. That's his motivation for serving people. It's all out of love. The other aspect of Jesus' service, or another aspect, is Jesus serves us even though he has power over everything. Listen to John chapter 13, verse 3. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Now imagine that night when Jesus was there with the disciples 
And he knew this, and yet he still served them. He served them even though he was the one that had the power over them, the power over the whole world. And in fact, we get a glimpse that at least one of the disciples know this. One of the disciples, Peter, challenges Jesus, Jesus when Jesus goes to wash his feet and says, you shouldn't be washing my feet, I should be washing yours. And yet Jesus says, no, I'm here to wash your feet. And that's important for us to remember, is that the way Jesus goes about living, the way Jesus goes about using his power is to serve people. I'd encourage you to think about that in your own life. Think about the authority that you have, may have, the positions you may hold, the responsibilities that you've been given. And think about how you can use your gifts, your talents, your responsibilities, your power to serve, serve others. The third aspect of Jesus' service is Jesus serves people with what they need. From verse 10 we hear, Jesus answered Peter, those who have had both a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. What was happening here was Peter was requesting, saying, well, if you're going to wash my feet, wash my whole body too. You probably had an insight of how good Jesus' service was. But Jesus said, no, all you need is to have your feet washed. If we think about this in the broader context, we often pray to God for things, we often want God to, to do things, or give us things, and often, or at times at least, some of our prayers, some of our thoughts, some of our requests to God are not what we need, but more what we want. And yet Jesus will continue to serve us with what we need. And the most important need for all of us is this forgiveness of sin. This forgiveness of sin that he makes possible here at Easter. Where he comes into this world and he goes on the cross for me and for you. But not only does he go on the cross, he also rises from the dead. Because that is Jesus serving us ultimately with what we The other interesting part about Jesus' service is that he will serve people even when they betray him or he knows they're going to deny him. Remember who he had around that table that night? He had Judas and he had Peter. And this section of the, of the story tells us that he knew that he was going to be betrayed by at least one of them. But that didn't stop him serving them. And I think that's an important aspect for us to take on board, that Jesus serves people even though they may betray or deny him. And in fact, if you think about your life and my life, Jesus continues to serve us even though we may sin against him. As Romans reminds us, the book of Romans reminds us, that even though whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's God serving us. And so... This aspect of God, to know that God's not going to withhold his service to us, even though we may not live up to his expectations, may not do the right things, he's still going to serve us. He's still going to offer us the forgiveness of sins, basically because we need it. He still provides for us, even though we probably don't always deserve it. 
Because part of God's makeup is that he serves people even when they don't deserve it. And this last aspect is that how Jesus serves is how we are called to serve. How Jesus serves us is how we are called to serve. Listen to verses 14 and 15 again. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. In the world we live in at the moment, there are a lot of people who say they serve others. But many of those serve others to get something for themselves. Many of those serve others in a way that's protective for themselves. But what we see with Jesus is he serves us. He washes people's feet. Now I invite you tonight to turn to your partner or turn to a friend and say, I'm going to wash your feet. And what's their reaction? Some of them may like it. You mightn't like it. But think about it. That's what Jesus did for his disciples on that night. And those feet would have been dirty and dusty. And yet he was prepared to do that. But not only that, he was prepared to go to the cross to endure the suffering that we should have endured so that we could have our sins forgiven. And so I encourage you to think about your life. Think about every day of your life. How has Jesus served me? And what does this mean for how I relate to others, how I interact with others? And so I leave you with two questions to think about, to ponder on this Maundy Thursday evening. How has and is Jesus serving you? Now you may think of He's died on the cross and he's rose again and that's the ultimate service, isn't it? But also think specifically, what has happened in your life where you know that Jesus has served you, served you well? And secondly, also think about what opportunities exist for you to serve others as Jesus serves you. What opportunities exist for you to serve others as Jesus has served you. Maundy Thursday is an important date for us in the Christian calendar because it's a date which resets the scene and prepares us for what's to come. The death on the cross and the resurrection. But also post-resurrection. What does it mean to live? To live as people who have new life that has been made possible by God. And so, be encouraged that God is serving you. But also, remember that God wants to serve the world through his church, which is people like me and you, so that they may know how much he truly loves them and he is the God of loving service. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we we ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us. As we reflect more on the Easter story over the next few hours, open our hearts and minds to really understand how much you love us. 
Give us a sense of peace of what it means to be your disciples in this world and help us, help us to be your servants, bringing your love in the world in ways that you serve others. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.